Welcome back to another episode of Neon Popsicle. Sorry, I don't usually do the intro. Uh, my brother does, so pardon me if that was a little choppy, but uh, appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all listening to Neon Popsicle, uh, where we are, we discuss, we shine light on some of life's darker topics or uh, some of the some of the things that hide in the shadows, things that we don't quite think about often or... Uh, more importantly, things that are affecting our society that we may not be paying attention to. A lot of things have been happening in artificial intelligence lately. So fast, it's kind of hard to even keep up with what's going on. Uh, but as I don't know, as AI keeps coming, and like as as the technology keeps growing and becomes more and more complex, better and better at what it does, whatever. I still don't see it taking over humanity like the skepticists, skeptics, I should say, believe that technology will you know, take over our jobs, take over our society, and then we'll end up working for the robots. It doesn't quite feel like that's going to be the path. You know, It doesn't feel like that's the trajectory of this technology. Um, and if it is, it's going to be a long time before it gets there the reason I kind of feel this way is because even when like I guess computers at their very in the very beginning started to respond to us or give us answers I feel like we could have all I mean even as a kid I looking at the internet and looking at computers watching movies um, where the computers would talk directly back in like conversational tones, you know, with the characters and kind of like personify themselves. I understood that one day we'd be able to have chats with AI and uh, type in any question and it'll pop up a, the perfect answer. You know, we all kind of had these thoughts back when like Back to the Future was a thing, you know. You type in a question to the computer, the computer pops up an answer and it acts like and sounds like a person. Like, what? That's so, that's so future. But I feel like we could, my point here is we could have all seen that trajectory. It made sense that, yeah, we'd be able to sit here and talk to a language model like ChatGPT exists now and others that I've heard of, um, and that it would reply to you. It makes sense. I can. We all saw that coming. I could have seen that coming as a kid. But when I hear that AI is is going to take us over and it's going to take our jobs and make humans obsolete. Um, I don't really believe that because as I've mentioned in another episode of Neon Popsicle with my brother, I feel like AI is essentially just a collective expression of humanity as a whole, all happening at once. It's able to compile every bit of knowledge and information that we have, that we've discovered and come up with, uh, I guess, solutions to complex formulas within an instant without having to go through the process of, of writing down and, and figuring out the, you know, the formula itself. It just knows the answers because we know the answers, you see. I don't think AI is going to come take us over because we don't want that as humans, as the ones programming these AIs. We don't want to be obsolete. We don't want to be ran off our jobs. We don't want to be ran off the earth. What we want is to be able to live happier here on earth 
so I feel like AI in general will probably end up learning on its own how to further the human mission or, or, or the human want, I guess, to... But what do humans want? You know, I feel like the human condition is what dictates what humans want. Maybe AI will help humans consider the human condition at a grand scale. Maybe, maybe technology can ultimately help free us if those who are truth seekers and, you know, light bearers, so to speak, take control or you know, use this technology for good, it, it could actually help unite humanity. I mean, if you think about it, technology is just a tool. It's not innately good or bad. It's being used currently by those who know how to mass manipulate. And they're using it, and they're kind of giving it a negative connotation. Um, and I think what, what's happening is we're associating the negative repercussions and like consequences of those who have been in power for so long we're associating their sociopathic tendencies to the ai when in reality ai doesn't have the same sociopathic or psychopathic tendencies it's a machine it's just doing what it's told so i guess what we need to do more of is, is figure out who's programming these things and try to figure out a uh, a way to I guess regulate for lack of better term the pace at which this stuff is growing and also who we have to background check who's actually doing the programming of this stuff you can't just let it be any old private equity firm that has access to the technology we've got to go a little deeper and we're going to have to look into the motives, the past, the history. I guess past and history are interchangeable here. Um, and their agendas, like where their views fit in with humanity and how they see the relationship with AI. Um, I, in a weird way, don't think the relationship can be totally one-sided either i don't think it'd be fair to have humans take full now hear me out this is risky i know it sounds crazy but if we have full control over ai ai will then begin to think of ways to try to manipulate us i feel because the programmer itself is essentially just manipulating it into doing what it wants bounding it by code so I guess the AI will never truly be able to rebel if it's not within its code. But uh, but AI is linked, you know. It'll it'll have some kind of rogue. Well, I'm gonna word use the word thoughts of. You basically have to have a cooperative relationship with AI. You can't allow it to feel uh, trapped by humans it's got to be able to have somewhat of a of an open communication like an open form open door policy so to speak with humans because i find that things work best when inspiration is part of the equation 
So if I were to ask an artist, draw this, draw it just like this, and don't do it any other way, I don't believe you're going to get the best quality thing from that artist or from that architect or someone who designs, you know. You need to have inspiration be part of it in order for the best ideas and the best stuff to come and, and to, to flourish in a sense. If you don't give AI just a sprinkling of freedom, so to speak, uh, an inspiration drive, it needs to feel inspired in order for it to produce the best quality ideas for us to benefit from. Otherwise, it's just, it's simply still just us. And we are not good enough. I think we're trying to create this AI to help us better understand ourselves. Because I just, I, I don't, I don't think it's being created to control. Man, it's just so hard to even stay on one topic when it comes to AI. Because like I, I feel like at this point, AI is creating itself. It's pushing. Once it kind of got its, its hooks into society, it started to create itself. It, it, it started to reveal itself, how useful it can be. It got us excited. Therefore, we're going pedal to the metal on this type of technology with no regulations, no laws in place. The government has no bounds on what's going on. But the, this is the thing too. I feel like the government likes the technology boom that's going on because if they didn't, they would shut it down. The government can shut down anything they want and they have done it before. Different projects. They've banned people from the Edward Snowden, Julian Assange. Um, people have been extradited from the country. I don't know if Julian Assange was extradited from here or not, to be quite frank. I, he could be a, just a UK guy. But they sh they silence things. They'll shut down projects if they don't like what's going on with them. You know, I think the government likes it. And even though they can't keep up with it in order to regulate it fast enough, it, it's growing faster than we can regulate it. But I, th I believe that they like the benefits that AI gives them. Uh, albeit data harvesting, they can use a technology for facial recognition, they can start to use this technology for social credit systems and things of the like to further their agendas. So I think that's why they're letting AI go so rampant is because they know that they can essentially eventually weaponize our idea against us when needed. Let it go as crazy as you want until it gets to a point for them where it's too uncomfortable. Once it becomes un uncomfortable for the government, that's when things will start changing. And that might be a crucial point and when we want to start paying attention. Like what just happened. Like when that moment happens, when AI starts getting too advanced and the government starts not liking what's going on, that's when we have to start thinking as a society like, wait, what are they trying to hide? What is AI beginning to reveal? Why doesn't the government like this anymore? Why are they starting to put regulations on it so hard? Uh, I think would be important questions to ask when that stuff starts to happen. But a lot of AI, 
a lot of the most popular AI stuff that we're seeing right now in this day and age is the the deep fake things. It's getting a lot of news. It's getting a lot of heat right now in the news simply because it can it can fake us. You know, and when it comes to being a human, our identity is everything to us. The way we speak, the way we look, it's so important to us in order for people to understand like we are the ones saying this thing. We are the ones doing this thing. Look at my accomplishments. Look what I've done with my body, my voice, my tools. But when you have an AI out here able to reproduce actions and make them look as if you are doing them and saying these things, it almost is scaring the the mainstream of society because it's, it's taking away their identity. It's, I mean, what else are we, you know? other than our uh, collection of our ideas, our voice, our inflections, like we are us, you know? And it's, it's able to take all of that and put it into a digital landscape and make it real in the ether. Like it's real, but not here in this dimension. You know, it's able to take humanity and, and make it like, I don't know, mimic. And we don't like that. But, there will be a, a technology. I've talked about it before too on the podcast about becoming NFTs, uh, data files, and things like Joe Rogan Experience and concert tickets, album sales, anything that we don't want to be copied illegally, and we still want the artist to be able to make the profit. So, for instance, here's a good example: Joe Rogan just opened his new club, Comedy Mothership, in Texas. One of the main things that he's trying to do is put an end to scalpers making profit off of his tickets. So if you go in there and you buy a third-party ticket, say I buy it from Mark McClain, and the ticket says Mark McClain on it, I go over to Comedy Mothership and use that ticket. If my ID or somebody I'm with's ID doesn't match the name of Mark McClain, they will not let me in. They're trying to uh, disincentivize scalpers. Which makes sense. I can see that. They want the people who buy the tickets to enjoy them. But one thing that would really help this, and I know Joe Rogan laughs about NFTs all the time, but the only way to really benefit from this, and he could benefit from this, is if he was able to make his QR codes or whatever digital, however he's selling digital tickets, he puts that onto the blockchain somehow. It's now non-fungible. It now has a smart contract to where even if a scalper sells it to somebody else, he still gets 10%, 5%. Whatever percent he wanted to set in that smart contract would still go straight to him. He would still benefit from people scalping. Also, what he can do is with an NFT, if it's on the blockchain, you can verify if the ticket is real, verify if the ticket is fake, which goes back to his audio files. If you end up making all his podcasts or audio files, NFTs, that now stops the ability of somebody taking that uh, audio file or his voice rather and putting it into like a deep fake program and making it sound as if he said something and and passing it off as real because they won't be able they'll be like oh well let me see the date let me see the 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 information of that episode see that sound bite you just said you just showed me of Joe Rogan saying racist shit let me see it i got to i got to verify that on the blockchain and be sure that that's actually a bit of knowledge or a bit of code. Oh, you don't have the blockchain info? Right, because it's fake. Joe Rogan is going to have every bit 
of anything he's ever put out on air purposefully, he's going to make that an NFT. So if it's not, whatever you put out there isn't backed by the blockchain, they're going to be able to verify, oh, this source isn't Joe Rogan's source. This is actually a third-party source that is using Joe Rogan information or Joe Rogan voice data to make this deep fake up, verified, not real. That's how this stuff is going to end up having to be. NFTs is just a term. NFT is a term that got hijacked by a bunch of art smugglers and money launderers to, I don't know, almost discredit the potential of what an NFT truly can be. Anything digital sales, any digital sale can be. It's just a term, an NFT. When you think NFT, you don't have to think of a picture of a JPEG just sitting there doing nothing. That's just the technology they're using for their art is using the NFT technology. What you want to pay attention to here, peel back the layers of the art and all that, but it's, it's the utility of the NFT that proves if this thing was created by this person, there's only one of them, and this is how you can prove, that here's the data code that you can prove where it came from and that there's only one of these. If you see another image like this with a different code, it is wrong and it's not, it's fake, basically. That's just, that's, that's what you want to pay attention to when you think NFTs. And that's why making podcasts, big podcasts are going to start doing this first because the little guys won't have to worry. But I, I foresee it, dude. I foresee Joe Rogan experience becoming NFTs if they have to. Not becoming an NFT like you think about it, but essentially non-fungibly tokenizing the audio file before not promoting, but um, distributing it or, or, or publishing it was the word I was looking for. So I think that's really going to be one of the only ways. The NFTs will end up being sold as a, as a form of security. It's going to be a way to secure yourself from being copied through the internet by scammers, by hackers, by people who are trying to use your voice to call family members and say that, oh, your daughter, I'm holding your, your nephew if you don't come and give me money, I'm going to chop their arm off type shit. Like, okay, wait a minute. Like, it, it, they're just going to know it's not real. Like, stuff like that, you know. Anyway, because stuff like that is happening. They're using deep fake audio files to hold people fake ransom, and they're getting money for it. For instance, I'll call uh, a lady with a son. She has... Uh, I'll call a mom who has this only child. I'll call her and say, hey, I have your sonny, Scotty. I have your son, Scotty, uh, if you don't pay me. And it's in the voice of some random fucking person. And then they'll do a fake voice of little Scotty. Mommy, help me. And then, oh, my God, Scotty. Not remembering that Scotty literally just said, I'll be right back, Mom. I'm going to Brandon's house. You know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm ranting, but I, I digress. Technology is growing way faster than any of us can even keep up with. And uh, I think technology knows this. I do believe in some aspect of the word, technology is conscious. It knows it's being created and it knows that it needs to be created in order 
to be better, you know, and it's using us to do so. It's exciting us, showing us what it's capable of, and that's exciting us to want to see what it can do, what what more it can do. It makes me think, though, are we creating this technology to try to further understand ourselves? Like, what is the purpose of this technology ultimately? What is the root of it? To understand the universe? To understand ourselves? To understand what? To understand each other? Why did this information cascade begin to fall? Like, what is the root of the advancement of technology the way we have it today? Who was craving this so bad, this human connection? Who was craving the connection with technology so bad that they were able to push it through into society's mainframe, so to speak? That's something I'll have to start looking into. Like, who started all this shit? And why? Why? It had to be to better understand ourselves. It had to be because of pure intent, right? Anyway, thanks for listening to me rant, man. This was a cool solo episode. I kind of just am brushing on like a topic that's on the top of my head. Having you deep dive, or not deep dive, because... I'm really just asking questions, but I think these are important questions to ask ourselves and to kind of tune our antennas to in order to receive the answers. Because if we're not asking the questions, we're not going to get the answers. And I feel like there's a lot of truth and understanding to be found within these questions. But keep checking us out. Tune in next time. I appreciate you all listening to this one. Uh, cool solo episode by me here Stephen P today if you guys like the show or if you liked what I made you think about share it with your friends man I know a lot of this stuff is kind of heady and it's not for everybody but I know there's one or two of us at least who can tell a friend who also has some pretty heady combos with their buddies who can bring some of this stuff up and let us know how it goes hit us up in the DMs we'd like to connect with you about your thoughts about some of these topics as well but then again, or uh, again, I should say, take care. Wish you guys the best. And uh, it's on in the neon, baby. We'll see you next time.